With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello and welcome to The Freeman Report. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom and liberty right here on today's News Talk TNT Radio. It is Thursday the 23rd of November 2023. How are you all today? Are you enjoying the new video stream which we launched on Monday? Um, I very much hope so. Um, we're still still very much a radio station though um, but now you can watch us as well. So if you do like a bit of cheeky TNT radio in the car in the morning um, or the afternoon or the evening, um, whatever, um, you can still tune in as usual via the TNT radio app or via the website at tntradio.live. But if you want to watch the show, then you can do this via the leading video streaming platforms such as Rumble, Odyssey and YouTube. Just search for the TNT radio live stream um, on the platform. Um, you can also watch us via Facebook and X. Um, you can get the links for that via the TNT radio homepage on those platforms. Now, it is still early days as the station believe it or not, isn't even two years old yet. But I have no doubt that TNT Radio will keep on growing and growing. In today's media landscape, TNT Radio is unique. We broadcast live 24-7 with no restrictions to free speech. Decency remains, obviously, but no restrictions on free speech. We are not regulated by Ofcom and our hosts are free to explore what is going on without having to go through layers of producers and editorial checks. No, I choose the guests, I decide the topics, and I decide what I will say. With that, of course, comes responsibility. But here at TNT Radio, I am a free man, just like it says in my name. So welcome to this new world of moving pictures at TNT Radio. Please help us spread the word. Um, if you're used to clipping video, then please do that and share it on social media. Um, if you see something you like, you can simply drag the video feed back in time and you can capture it via screen recording software on your phone or your laptop. Anyway, back to today's show, because I've got a great show lined up for you today. First up, I'll be joined by Dr. Ahmed Malik, a.k.a. Doc Malik. Um, those of you who follow him will know that he is a thoroughly decent doctor and human being. You know, one of those doctors who stands behind the Hippocratic Oath that they've taken, which goes something along the lines of, I will use my power to help the sick to the best of my ability and judgment, and I will abstain from harming or wronging any man by it. That second part of the oath um, is the first do no harm bit that most of us are familiar with. And of course, harm comes in many forms. Words can be harmful if they lead people to take actions that impact their health negatively. Like telling the public that the COVID jabs are safe and effective. Many so-called doctors went on the telly box two years ago to declare that the COVID jabs 
were 100% safe and effective when they were clearly neither. But, and this is important, not saying anything when you know something may lead to harm is just as bad in my book. And this applies to all human beings, all of you out there, but especially to those in positions of responsibility and power. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph in the world is that good men do nothing. And Doc Malik is a good man. And for this, he is being hounded and vilified. Although I don't get the impression that they're going to stop him speaking out. No. So anyway, stay tuned to hear all about it from the man himself in a moment. My second guest um, on the show today, uh, well, hopefully anyway, I haven't heard back from him today, but hopefully David will be joining us. Um, it's David Morgan. Um, like Ahmed, David has also appeared on the Freeman Report before. I came across David on X, where he has a huge following for a young Welshman of 22 years old with no profile to boost his following, other than the fact that he speaks wise words, words for someone of his age and generation. David is very much anti-woke, and he is well informed about what is going on around the world, whether that's regarding the WEF, the WHO, or wider geopolitics. As I said, he has a large following on social media, and I think he's a great spokesperson and role model for other Gen Zs. In terms of tomorrow's show, sadly, Kelly J. Keane, a.k.a. The Posey Parker, has had to reschedule. But you won't have to wait long as she's confirmed for next Tuesday. The good news, though, is that I'll be welcoming back Dale Penny to the show. Dale was on the Freeman Report just last week, and I'm delighted to announce that he's agreed to appear with me on a regular basis. Um, I came across Dale on TikTok where he goes by the name of Mark Sass, that's M-A-R-C, and then S-A-S. Um, some of his early material on the platform was getting hundreds of thousands of views, some in the millions, although like many on the platform um, that attempt to speak the truth, um, TikTok has throttled his account. I think Dale is extremely talented, he's funny, he gets to the truth, and he's comfortable saying the things that many of us think but wouldn't dare say um, out loud. I'm therefore stoked that he's agreed to do a regular show with me um, and will be appearing tomorrow. In terms of today's news, well, we still have a corrupt government in charge in the UK. The vaccines are still unsafe and ineffective. A geriatric is still pretending to lead the free world. And most of the rest of the media is still lying to you about everything. If you want to get in touch, then email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And as always, if you want to join in the conversation, then head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. I do check the chat feed during the show, so please let me know what you think about today's discussion. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I've been in the car all day, and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, Gemma. How are you doing today? Yes, very well, James. Very well. Yes, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a rocky few weeks um, in the Freeman household, and my wife left me 
only for a week so i'm making a bit of a drama of it um and um yeah it's been a busy time um but you know what it's thursday tomorrow's friday and then it's the weekend so um so yeah i'm i'm all right good good well you talk there about the um the uk government and it's a it's a funny one today because the headlines everywhere we've been discussing this on other shows here on tnt radio video now uh today and and obviously the the chancellor is jumping up and down about you know tax cuts tax cuts and we're gonna we're gonna bring the wages up and encourage everyone back to work um all very well and good because there's going to be an election in a few months time by all the indications um and so another uh, uh, hot election topic has hit the headlines in the last few hours here and that is a once again immigration and your old stomping ground actually james the office of national statistics where you um had a very uh, successful uh, career i'm gonna stop you there because um i'll just tell you um something about the office they hate it when people say the office of national statistics and i hear um, media people <laughs> say all the time it's the office for national statistics and you wouldn't think it really matters would you but i'll tell you what it does at the um at the ons they hate it <laughs> well i stand correct i mean if anyone should know you should know so, so the, your old stomping ground the office for national statistics do you think they're listening? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, they've I issued so, some yes. figures. At, I hope so. Brilliant. Um, they've revised the immigration figures, and uh, it's unsurprisingly, it's it's an increase here in the UK, and it's causing a lot of um, uh, politicians to jump up and down and say something must be done. So there's been a net increase. Obviously, net is numbers in numbers out of the uk um but it's nearly three quarters of a million people uh, over the 12 months of 2022 um and the, the, it's an increase of 139,000. so it went from 606,000 um to 745,000, and the increase is, is as large as the population of the entire town of cambridge here in the uk so this is obviously an issue that is not just applicable to the uk it's happening in countries all over the world um but the the ons <laughs> i'm gonna call them that now so keep out of hot water um says very clearly immigration they're saying is now being driven completely by non-eu migrants coming here to work um and we touched on this yesterday didn't we we talked about the Stradibar hotel in uh in in wales and, and where you know hundreds of men were going to be put um and there's a new fringe well not fringe there's a, a new group of conservatives called the new conservatives who are slightly to the right of the party and they are now calling on ministers um to close the temporary visa schemes for care workers cap the number of refugees resettling here to 20,000 with an aim it's a very ambitious aim of slashing slashing net migration here in the UK to 226,000 it's a massive cut uh, by the election um and the key word here of course is election and then which begs the question will they do this or are they just saying or oh, we need to do this in, in an attempt to reassure the British public uh, that 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 they are going to look at immigration and bring the numbers down because that's such a huge jump to bring it down to two hundred and twenty six thousand from where they are at the moment. And um, people are talking about an election by April or May. So you know, I, I personally don't think it can be done. And is it just like the the tax cuts and the wage increase? You know, is it just a, an election saber rattling vote winner? Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Gemma. I mean, the, look, the Tories have been saying this for well over a decade now about that figure around the 200,000 mark. Um, they've not got anywhere near there yet. And to be honest with you, I don't think there's any real motivation to do it. Um, they're merely saying it. This is my opinion, um, because they know the public will be looking at that three quarters of a million figure 
and their jaw will be dropping. Um, you know, and this isn't about um, other people from other countries coming here. We don't want them here. This is more about the fact that, you know, our services can't even cope with the people we have got here. Um, everybody knows that the NHS is on its knees. You can't get a doctor's appointment. Our infrastructure is crumbling. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, they haven't even built any new um, water reservoirs um, for decades now. And yet the population has increased over the last few decades by a third. Um, you know, that's a third more showers, toilets being flushed, um, taps being run. Um, and yet we've got no new capacity in the system. No wonder we have hosepipe bans all the time. Um, you know, those pesky um, owners of those um, water companies siphoning all the money out instead of investing it. So I think there are legitimate reasons why the British public will question um, why so many people are coming here. Like you said, this number in just one year alone is the size of a fairly big city um, in the UK. So, you know, I think years ago, people were saying, well, no, we have got room here when um, sort of right wing politicians were saying, you know, we're full. Um, but I think I think, you know, I think I can safely say that now and, and not be called a you know, being a drama queen or whatever. Um, I think it's true um, when you look at our services. So. Um, so, yeah, the other interesting thing to mention is um, the Tories have have done this to themselves because I think the wage threshold um, that they've set um, over the past couple of years since Brexit has been in the low 20,000s. Um, and basically what that means is if you're going to come in here and work, um, you know, you're, the minimum you get paid um, is in the low 20s of thousands. I think it's 22 grand, something like that, which is actually below the average um, median um, wage in the UK. And what that means is we're still getting in low skilled workers well we've got lots of people in the uk that are not working um they are talking about increasing that to thirty thousand now but it does beg the question it doesn't it what have they been doing you know large sections of the population in in the uk voted for brexit i voted mainly on democracy um grounds but a lot of people did vote um on this because there's parts of the uk that have just changed beyond recognition in just the space of a few years and people are worried about their culture they're worried about their towns and of course they're worried about the public services as well so yeah i, I do think this is an election um response i wouldn't say that they're even thinking i don't think they believe they can get it down to those figures they've been saying that for 10 years but what else can they say um they have to say something because i think the public will be rightly um quite shocked by those numbers yeah, and it's funny that the um, ONS has decided to release the figures, the revised figures today. Um, and with that jump, I mean, because that is going to cause a huge public reaction, which the government can then respond to. It's a bit problem reaction solution, isn't it? Um, uh, to to pledge that to clamp down on this. I mean, I'm with you. I don't see how it can be done uh, to reduce that amount of people because once you once you're through the the doors as it were it's quite hard to track people even though we are a surveilled society it's still difficult to keep tabs on that many people um and you know we hear stories all the time about things like restaurants um employing um illegal immigrants and and they're all living together people are living together in shared accommodation and people know each other from their home countries so you know it, it, people are looking out for each other and you can't blame them you know 
this is England is a nice place to live. The UK is a nice place to live. You can understand why people want to come here and earn money. Um, you get that, but it's not sustainable now, and and it's not genuine asylum, um, and it's out of hand. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, the government, their systems as well are not great. Um, I've worked at the ONS and I've got a, a bit of a clue um, or I've had an insight rather into their systems in government in terms of tracking people when they come in the country. So even if that is the aspiration, it's very, very difficult because people can come here on short term visas and then just dis disappear, which I think happens quite a lot. So so, yeah. And also I hear um, I, I did see a headline. I, I don't know all the detail, but apparently Rishi um, Sunak, um, the British prime minister, actually asked, I think it must have been ONS because they're the ones that publish the figures. But he asked if they would delay the publication of the figures, presumably to save embarrassment. But, um, you know, one of the good things about the ONS and there are some good things about the ONS is that they are independent. They don't have a minister looking over them. Um, the off, um, the UK Statistics Authority acts as um, the equivalent of a minister regulating them. So so it's very, very difficult for politicians to actually put, put um, direct um, pressure um, and influence the ONS um, in that way. So that's a positive thing in itself. Right, Gemma, thank you very much for that. Um, look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere because after this short break, I'll be joined by the doc himself, Doc Malik. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. You should hear what George Eliasson is talking about. Donald Trump's wolves. Now, we've talked about the Colorado case, the 14th Amendment case, and the judge has denied uh, the motion to dismiss. Now, if you don't remember, the suit cites the 14th Amendment clause banning those who participate or assist in an insurrection from taking office. And they're making this legal argument based on Trump's actions before and on January 6th. And when they claim that thousands of his supporters were creating an act of sedition at the Capitol. During January 6th, um, Trump actually offered to call the National Guard in. He told the protesters to keep things peaceful. And this is all public knowledge. This isn't a political action. They're trying to control once again who can run for the office of president and who cannot. War of the Worlds with George Eliasson on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. <laughs> No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right, well, I'm delighted to be welcoming back um, Dr. Ahmed Malik, because you have been on the Freeman Report once before, haven't you, Ahmed? Um, welcome to the yeah. Freeman Report. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing these days? Um, it's kind of mixed. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride. First of all, I just want to say congratulations to TNT getting you know um, the video thing now. That's very exciting. I hope you guys prosper and go from strength to strength. Um, how am I? 
oh God, every day brings a new challenge. So, you know, one suspension after another, it's quite exciting times actually. Should, should I go into yeah, what's um, happened to me this week? In a moment, in a moment. Now, I know most people will know who you are, um, Ahmed, but just just for those that don't, just give us a brief introduction to who you are. Okay, so officially, um, I'm a dangerous quack, anti-vaxxer, conspiracy theorist, nut job. Um, I would like to think of myself and my family and loved ones and my many supporters would say I'm a rare breed of ethical, brave doctor calling out the BS, challenging the official government narrative, speaking up for medical ethics. And um, yeah, that's me. Take a pick. Well, I... I, I I'll go with 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 the latter. I think you're great, um, Ahmed. And you know, um, there's a handful of doctors in you know. In, if you take all the doctors around the world, it is only really a handful that have actually stood up and spoken out when they've seen wrong. So no, um, well done you. And that is exactly why you're here on the Freeman Report. Um, now, Ahmed, um, it's it's been a while since you've been on the show, so tell us what's been happening. Obviously, you've been hounded and vilified. I think you're in trouble with the, um, you know, the equivalent of the headmaster at the GMC. Um, and you've also just been, I see, kicked out of a hospital or something I saw on um, MLX recently. Tell us what's been happening over the last few months. Oh, so just a quick recap. Last December, I did a, a very short video saying we need to question this mass experimentation and, um, you know, stop the, the jabs and, and just, you know, because that's what it is. And that immediately brought on the wrath of the private hospitals that I was working out of, which I thought was quite strange. I thought being full-time private, I'd be autonomous, independent. I'm using these hospitals to use their clinics and their operating theaters, but you know, I'm working as an independent person out of their premises. And you know what I do and, and think, you know, privately shouldn't really bother them. You know, I never named any hospital. I didn't have any identifying features of where I was working out of. Um, but anyway. Two of the hospitals, um, right from the top, um, it came down from the top. They told me to stop all that. And I said no. And that then started this campaign of emails and requests for meetings and investigations. And, oh, we've got these anonymous complaints and we want you to respond to it. Like, we've been told that you're an anti-vaxxer. And I'm like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> it, was just, it was just ridiculous. Anyway, it culminated in one of the hospitals getting very upset that I was questioning the transgender ideology. I just simply asked, you know, is this person a woman or not? And, um, you know, did a couple of pictures saying, you know, this young Indian village girl identifies as a Viking. Um, this blood-stained line identifies as a vegetarian. And um, the point of these memes that I put up was to say, you can identify as anything you like. It doesn't change biological reality, you know? And that was just the point I was making. Anyway, that apparently was enough to refer me to the GMC. They looked into it and um, they said there's no fitness to practice issue here. The hospitals um, weren't happy with that. And I got suspended from the main place of work that I've been working out of after 10 years on a minor technicality. They said I hadn't referred notify them of a referral to the GMC. Um, well, I still haven't had any in, any notice from the GMC saying you've been referred 
for an investigation. You're being investigated. And actually, when I wrote to them and said, am I being investigated? They said, there's no active complaint. So the technicality they're using is BS. There's no patient involved. I've not harmed anyone. I'm actually a really good surgeon. I'm an excellent doctor. But it's obvious, look, it's nothing to do with that. It's about they don't like what I'm saying. They don't like it. I'm not on message. Anyway, so that's that. So I started a legal challenge and I got an amazing support. Before we and... go on, um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, but before we go it's on, right. um, that's that's quite shocking, really. What what has um, transgenderism got to do with um, whether you're a good doctor? I was expecting you to say it was something to do with the vaccines, but what? I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. Is the CEO um, a, a trans man or woman or what? what what's the story behind that? It was ridiculous. They were saying my tweets were transphobic. And look, I think it's all related. I think, you know, it's the same people that have been hounding me on my anti-vaxxer views. And I think it's really obvious. They're just trying to find something to get me on. You know, it's, it's really that simple. You know, it's, mm. you know, all these things that you get smeared with, you know, how do you, how do you cancel someone? I mean, there's a little playbook, you know, it's, you know, you can look it up. I think it's in Waterstones, any book that you, bookshop, you know, reputable bookshop, go find the playbook of how to cancel people. You know, first of all, you discredit them, you smear them, you accuse them of, you know, being a misogynist and anti-Semite, a racist, you know, and a climate change denier, you know, a conspiracy theorist, just throw some mud, hope it sticks, discredit them. If that's not enough, then you know what? You want to call them up for investigations. If that's not enough. You suspend them. If that's not enough. You 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 sack them. You financially ruin them. You know, it's it's that simple. It's just a simple play to book. And if that's not enough, might come and get you middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, I'm just joking. But, you know, I mean, that's the playbook of how you cancel people. Um. So anyway, I think it was just a tool, um, uh, you know, whatever they were angling, fishing for. And um. And what's really interesting is um, I had someone on my podcast. I had someone from, you know, I've given platform to the Palestinian viewpoint and the Israeli viewpoint. And the funny thing is I've actually reached out to several Israelis, pro-Zionists, and said, come on my podcast. Come on. You're very vocal on Twitter. Why don't you come on my podcast and talk about your views and, and explain why you think like that? And they've all declined. Um, but I got one, I got one, I got Professor Fenton to come on and he spoke very passionately and I might not agree with a lot of what he said, but you know, he has a right to say what he wants. Anyway, I also had someone called Ava Bartlett who spent some time in the occupied territories and she's an independent journalist and I thought it'd be great to have her on and hear her perspective. You know, what is life like? We hear about Gaza being an open air prison. Is it? You know, what is going on? So I had her on my podcast. Now, I did a short, you know, short is when you do a little clip, a little teaser to entice people to come and listen to your podcast, you know, because not everybody wants to listen to an hour and a half podcast. But if you dangle a little carrot and say, look, this is good stuff in here. Listen to this. You might get them to listen to your podcast. So I posted a video of her talking on my Instagram feed. Now, funnily enough, I had another surgeon in London WhatsApp me and say, did you have this person on your podcast? <laughs> And the answer is obvious. Of course I did. That's why you're messaging me. So I responded, yes, and you know that. Why? And and then they said, look at this Wikipedia page, and she's unripped. I said, look, have you listened to the podcast? And they said, no, just the Instagram. I went, well, why don't you listen to the whole, whole podcast? And if you've got a problem, let me know. And why don't you come on my show? He didn't respond. Um, and um, 
I mean, he's Jewish, so I think maybe he's sympathetic to the Israeli cause. I don't want to assume that, but I, I think that's the case. And um, but I think he was disappointed that I gave a platform to this person. I then got another message from another surgeon in London, um, who is very prominent in the medical establishment, and it was a bit less blunt, um, a little less courteous. It was basically shame on you, shame on you for spreading propaganda. He's also Jewish. Yeah. Not that that should matter, but I think, again, he's sympathetic to this cause. Anyway, he works out of the hospital that I work out of in London that I was still working out. So I've, I've held on to 20% of my practice. And that hospital yesterday morning wrote to me and said, you gave platform to this person on your Instagram account and we are suspending you with immediate effect. What? A joke. What an absolute joke. Now, listen, Ahmed, we've got to go to the news headlines very, very quickly. Um, but it that's quite shocking, isn't it? And we can talk all about Wikipedia, that brilliant, truthful source of information which people go to who don't realise, actually, it's just yep. controlled by nefarious um, entities. Uh, but let's, let's go to the break quickly. But don't go anywhere, Ahmed. Stay tuned with us right here on TNT Radio. The conversation continues. You guys are awful positive today for what we're witnessing. It's that division that they want to push. Now, TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Despite growing concerns, the Australian government has defended its decision to grant visas to more than 800 Palestinians fleeing the war in Gaza. Pyongyang has ripped up a 2018 deal with South Korea, which was designed to reduce military tensions. And India and Russia have announced they are holding joint naval drills aimed at countering global threats and ensuring the safety of ships moving through the Asia-Pacific region. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Right. So, Ahmed, um, it sounds like um, they're just out to get you, aren't they? Because they don't like what mm. you're saying in general. Um, who do you think your haters are? Who are they? <laughs> um, well, I think without mentioning lots. names, without without mentioning any names. Yeah. Of course. But who are they? I, who are these people? So I think I think there's multiple people. I think um there's lots of vested interest. I think the problem, <laughs> the problem is I've made a lot of enemies. So let's just make a list, okay? So I've called out <laughs> the vaccines and the shots and, and now vaccine safety. So I've got the whole of the vaccine industry, this trillion dollar industry. I've called out Big Pharma for all their bullshit on statins and PPIs and antidepressants. So they fracking hate me. Then I've called out the government and our uni party and the undemocratic process and the corruption. So they freaking hate me. I've called out big media and the fake journalism and MSM and how it's all propaganda too. So they freaking hate me. I've called out the failure of our judiciary and how they haven't, you know, protected the population. So they hate me. I've called out the regulatory bodies and how they haven't protected us. All of them. So they hate me. I've called out my doctors who I've said, look, most of you are spineless and haven't had the courage to speak up and defend medical ethics. So a lot of them hate me. Um, so, I mean, the list is quite long, <laughs> the military industrial complex, you name it, you know, the pro-Zionist lobby. I mean, where do you want to stop? But the reality is, honestly, I don't want it to sound like the, the haters are, are like most of them. Like 
the the amount of supporters and the love that I'm getting from people from across the world is insane. And um, you know, love and light, love and light to all my supporters. That's what keeps me going. Excellent. I know I'm on the right track. And um, by the sounds of that, I mean, did you have any friends at school? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did. But I wasn't the kind of person who wanted to be in the in crowd. I I would rather walk the solo path um, that I thought was right than follow the herd that I thought was wrong. So is that cool. that's interesting actually because I'm I'm very very similar in that way and even um if you look at the sports that I wanted to do when I was younger I always wanted to do sports like swimming um or running you know where you do it by yourself I was I don't know I there was something I don't know maybe maybe there's something unique in us that makes us um drives us out to to be our own kind of voice obviously my middle name is freeman um but yeah no brilliant so you haven't changed then you, you you've always um been like this with have there been any points over the last sort of few months where you have maybe questioned whether what you're doing is right obviously you've got a family haven't you um you know like everybody else you've got a i assume you've got a mortgage and bills to pay um yes. have there been any points where you've yeah <laughs> have, have there been any points where you've seriously considered you know Maybe I should just um, toe the line a little bit. Dude, every freaking day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human being. Like um, I wake up and I go, what the frack have I just done? You know, I've just thrown away potentially a 25-year career. Add on top of that five years of med school, 30 years, you know, and, and I love my job and I love fixing people. And it's not even fixing ankles now in the last few years just been practicing in such a way where i've reversed people's diabetes their obesity their depression i've helped so many people and i love that um and the reality is i'm not going to change i'm, I'm going to start doing functional medicine and you know get out of the system you know because the system doesn't like me well you know what guess what i don't like the system anymore but yeah i question myself because i go how could it be that thousands of doctors here in the uk are quiet and towing the line. Does that mean they're all wrong and I'm the only one who's right? I mean, what's the what's the probability? The probability is, in fact, I've lost the plot. I've gone down too many rabbit holes. I've become a conspiracy, conspiracy nut job. You know, I should take off my tinfoil hat and just, you know what, live a normal life. Chase, chase the dream like all the other surgeons are doing. You know, get a mistress. Get get a get a, a motorbike, have a midlife crisis, do do normal stuff, right? Um, that's what I think. And then I go, no fracking way, bullshit to that. I'm on the right path, and all those guys are too cowardly to speak up, or they're scared, which is, and I don't blame them because it's scary. I get scared sometimes. You, you can't be brave and courageous if you don't feel fear. Of course, it's scary. I go, where the hell am I going to pay my bills next year? How am I going to mm. look after the mortgage? What the frack? Yeah, of course, that's stressful. But the alternative, what is that? To live a lie? To pretend none of this happened? No fracking way. Freedom over fear every day, brother. Every day. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the way I am. Um, at the end of the day, you're a human being first. 
um, and all this other stuff later on. I'm going to pick up one thing that you said there, though. Um, I actually passed my motorcycle license this year, and there's nothing wrong with having a <laughs> a mini. Well, I don't know whether you can call my crisis a midlife crisis because I'm not. Def- I don't think I'm going to live to a hundred. But um, but yes, um, nothing wrong with motorcycles, um, Ahmed. Right, Ahmed, we're going to take a quick break now, but please stay put. Um, um, we'll be back straight after this short break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman and Doc Malik on TNT Radio. The climate agenda is a national security risk. Where do you hear this? From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The climate and energy policies of California are threatening the security of residents. California has increased crude oil imports from foreign countries from 5% just 25 years ago to more than 75% today. According to Heartland analyst Ronald Stein, California is the only state in the United States that imports most of its crude oil feedstock to instant refineries from foreign countries. California needs this oil for nine international airports and 41 military airports, as well as shipping ports up and down the coast. Meanwhile, Asia has 88 new oil refineries manufacturing fuel for California's airports and shipping terminals. It's time we recognize that the climate agenda is a national security threat. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. The next time you think you can illegally handle your mobile phone while driving and get away with it, think again. Phone detection cameras are in operation on New South Wales roads. Hello? So if you're driving and illegally handle your mobile phone, you can stop it or cop it. This is the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right. Well, as I said in the introduction, I was actually expecting to have two guests today. But um, so I hope David's OK. Um, I haven't been able to reach him this morning. David, um, I hope nothing's gone wrong and you're OK. Um, but it, listen, the good news is um, the doc has agreed to stay on to the end of the show, which I think is fabulous because I'm really enjoying this conversation we're having. Um, now, Ahmed, um, you know, um, I think we can ascertain from the conversation before the break there that you're not going to shut up. Um, you are going to carry on doing what you're doing. Um, so you're you're branching out and doing different things, aren't you? And you've um, recently launched your own podcast and you've also, I think you're writing articles as well. Tell us all about that. What type of guests you're, you've had on and what things you're writing about? I, by the way, I should let you know, I just got a text from David saying I'm too hard an act to follow. So he's just, he squirmed out. <laughs> so that's my thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the thing is, um, I started the podcast in May, at the end of May. And I, I you know what, I just felt that I've suddenly got this voice on Twitter X, what you want to call it. You know, I want to galvanize it and use it for as a force for good. And I want to inform and educate the people. I'm tired of just chat, 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 and you know, shouting at the radio and the stupid politicians. Let's do something. Let's inform the public. Let's educate them. Let's empower them, and um, and learn about what it means to be healthy, and learn about all the scams and bullshit, so that you can you can navigate around them and protect yourself and your family. So it's gone, you know, incredibly well. I've had amazing guests on, and thank God because um, I'm 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 you know, been blessed with this opportunity and, and, and I've seemed to have a knack at it. 
because <laughs> it's going to be my new career. You know, it appears this thing that was meant to be my hobby, literally my way of just fighting back against the man, sticking up to the finger, saying, frack you. Um, <laughs> it seems like this is now going to be how I pay the bills. Um, but I love it. I have so much passion for it. And, you know, I've had some amazing guests like Ed Griffin, the the, the author of, you know, Creature from Jekyll Island. I've had Andrew Wakefield talking about that whole MMR debacle. People like Brian Hooker, Aaron Siri, Jonathan Engler, Nick Hudson, soon to be the big, you know, James Freeman. Um, you know, and I've just had great guests on and half of them, if not more, are now my friends. Like they what's up me and say, hey bro, heard about what's happened, how you doing? And it's so nice. Like I found this tribe and the listenership is just going up every week and people seem to love what I'm doing. One of the things I struggled with was how do I monetize it? Because I never went in with that mindset. You know, yeah. I've got a day job. This was my part-time hobby. And um, so I created a sub stack um, in which I case, like literally I would just write about what I'm doing, few, write a few articles, but really it was a vehicle in which people could support me. Um, cause I wanted my podcast to be accessible to everyone. And so I've had, a, you know, a, a, an amazing response. I've got 400 Substack subscribers. It's not very much. It's three pound 50 a month and um, 35 pounds for the year. I mean, it's less than a co the cost of a coffee. And for that, you get 12 to 15 podcasts a month. I mean, to be honest, it's a steal. The thing I realized is a lot of people are tight especially in the UK. I have to admit, Americans, Canadians, and Aussies make up 80% of my supporters, which is kind of crazy when you think 60% of my supporters are British. So if there's any British people listening, <laughs> please stop being tight and dig in and help me um, because I need every bit of support I can because right now that's not enough to pay even my mortgage, right? I live in an expensive part of the country and I've you know, I got three kids, you know, eight, six, and four. You know, I put my whole career in the line my whole everything to to do the right thing. And mm. I know there's a lot of people who don't want to do that, but if they want to support the cause, it's simple. They can support listening to TNT. They can support listening to me. Um, that's how you can fight back against the system. Yes, and I have listened to a couple of your um, podcasts and um, I have to say, Malik, you have got a talent there. Um, so please do, do go and check out. Where, where do people go to to find you? Uh, the best place is just go to my website, doc, D-O-C, Malik, all one word, docmalik.com. And then you can see all the episodes. There's links to Spotify and Rumble and Apple Podcasts. You can go to my merch store. You can subscribe. You can buy me a coffee, whatever you like. Um, but yeah, that's Fantastic. where you can find me. Fantastic. Right. Let's move on, um, um, Ahmed. Um, let's talk about one of the topics you've been talking about, actually. And I know I've, I follow you on X and I do see you've been quite vocal on it. Um, Palestine, Israel. Um, I'm not going to lead you with any questions. I'm just going to ask you, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I think it's desperately sad. I think it's, I think there's victims on every side. And um, I think we're being played just like during the pandemic. You know, it's all about division. And, you know, they want us to go into these camps and war against each other. They want to dehumanize one group of people or another. And, um, you know, and it's happening on every side. You know, there's there'll be people who are pro-Palestine or like, you know, all these Israelis are scum. And then you got, you've got people on the Israeli side or like Palestinian are all Hamas terrorists and you know, we need to bomb them all. And, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, how many die, it's worth it. 
all of this dehumanizing and othering is wrong. And I think actually Israel and Palestinians, uh, Israelis and Palestinians are all victims to the people behind it all. And the people behind it all are like all wars are banker wars. Ed Griffin said that and I believe it. Um, never trust any politician. Anybody who trusts a politician is an idiot. I don't trust the Hamas politicians. I don't trust the Israeli politicians. And and that's really that simple. I'm not on team Palestine. I'm not on team Israel. I'm on team humanity. And that's all I care about. I don't like war. Um, and this is someone who used to be in the TA, Captain Malik. You know, I, I'm, I'm just anti-war now. You know, I think it's all bullshit. And, that, and I just want people to step back and not be so emotional. And I know it's hard, you know, on the Israeli side. Oh, my God, our innocents were killed. 40 babies were burnt and decapitated and raped and God knows what. And then on the Palestinian side, oh, my God, it's genocide. They're killing all the kids. You know, like, Can't you see they're letting this happen? I mean, during the Ukraine conflict, it was amazing how much media blackout was. We just, we just knew something was happening out there and big bad Putin. But with this kind of crisis, it's all over the place. You don't need to look very far and you can find it. And I think it's deliberate. You know, it's causing so much anger and pain and division. And I would just say to the people listening, you didn't trust the mainstream media and the politicians when it came to COVID, the ones that are awake. Why are you now listening to the same authorities when it comes to this? Why do you think you can trust them now? Because you can't. And love your fellow man and woman. And yeah, I mean, like even the hospital that was suspended me because I posted this video. Do you know what? Good for them. They want to bring my energy down. They want to bring my vibration down. They want to make me angry and hateful. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to work. I think I think this is all, all, everything we're seeing in the world is showing people for who they are, showing corporations for who they are. And I would say, choose love and light, empathy, compassion over hatred, division, fear, and being cowardly. Simple as that. Amen. Amen to that. Well said um, there, Ahmed. I mean, look, um, we know, um, well, we don't know anything for sure, but there's there's a <laughs> lot, an awful lot of ever. Yeah, we don't. I think you have to start from that position, don't you? Just that we, we don't actually know what's going on. The facts are that... Um, I think there. I keep on saying there's two truths to to this conflict. I, uh, you know, the Palestinians have the right to be outraged um, at what's happened to them over the past few decades, and Israelis likewise have um, the right to be outraged at some of the terrorist attacks that have happened over the years to them. So both sides are caught in this. There is evidence out there, and like I said, I can't say a hundred percent that this is verified, but. That that um, it was actually the Israeli government that that started to fund Hamas when it was launched, and it was a way of yeah. dividing the West Bank and Gaza. Um, the other question, and I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for this, um, is for me, Ahmed, is the attacks that happened just over a month ago or thereabouts. I, you know, I I question what was going on there. You've got these paragliders now. I'm not being funny. If you know, if you want a sport of shooting things out of the sky, then uh, uh, you know uh, uh, something, um, a seat um, held up by a flimsy sheet that barely moves at walking speed, um, flies quite low. Um, pretty easy to shoot out of the sky, right? 
how the hell i mean this is the first question that i asked and i had um efrat um i think you probably know efrat benningson she came on as well she was an intelligence officer in the idf um, um many years ago and she questioned it she was just like i don't know how this happened because you know it is the most fortified um border in the world um and yet you know we saw dozens of these paragliders um make it over we yeah. saw the bulldozers go through the wall and now we're hearing about the gas fields um, off of Gaza. Now the licenses for them come up next year. We're also hearing now about the um, the rival to the Suez Canal that they want to build, um, which really the easiest route would actually be to go through Gaza. Do you think that actually? And like I said, we're not we're not saying talking in um, definites here because we just don't know. But these are valid questions. There is evidence in the world to question all this. Do you think there are wider geopolitical reasons, maybe why we're seeing this um, conflict now? Let me let me just quickly show you something. This is a mug, and it says "Question Everything." It's from my merch store. I've got the caps, the hoodies, every question everything. That's what you're saying. <laughs> And like I, I don't know any of this. It could be, it could be all of this. It could be some of this. And why can't we ask questions? But we're not allowed to these days. And I can't answer directly any of those because all I can say is I just don't know. I, I, I agree. All there are major geopolitical issues at hand as well. And it'll be naive to assume that they're not there, and to assume that money and wealth and power and resources aren't relevant. Of course they are. It's all about that. Um, and religion is used to, you know, excuse things and say it's all just down to hatred and whatnot. But, you know, people just want to be left alone. It all comes down to land, money, power, control, ultimately. Um, but listen, why is it funny? Why is it, why is it okay to have politics in, say, for example, a hospital, right? Why is it okay to have politics in a hospital? So lanyards that are all the LBGTQ, you know, colors, flags posters everywhere that's a political issue what's that got to do with a hospital you know mm. those politics are fine if you've got doctors with i stand by ukraine and ukraine pins at work that's all okay when you got hospital statements saying we support ukraine but those are political statements so why are those political things acceptable but when i have simply a person on my podcast saying something about the plight of Palestinians in Gaza. And I never even said anything. I never even gave an opinion. I just literally gave her a platform and it's on my social media. That justifies my suspension and expulsion from a hospital. Do you see what I'm going at? That Why does a hospital and why do corporations dictate what politics are acceptable and what politics are not? And I think people should really be getting worried about this because right now, mm. right, it's, it's poor Doc Malik. And you know what? Doc Malik stepped out of line. He's in trouble. I'm all right. I've got my little job. I've got my car. I'm okay. I'm okay. Tomorrow it could be you. You know, you'll be like, no, no, I'm already self-censoring. I'm super careful what I say. I don't say. So everyone's self-censoring. Sooner or later, someone might say something or you might get accused of saying something. And the, this beast of cancel culture that I've come across will come across you next. And it'll be you who'll be on the receiving end. And I think this direction of travel 
particularly in the Western civilization, and that includes Australia, New Zealand, everything, this idea that we are no longer free to think and say what we want and that there is an acceptable narrative. And if you stray out of line from this acceptable narrative, you will become a person non grata. You'll be punished and excommunicated and cancelled. Is a very, very dangerous place. And we're already there, James. We're already there. And this should terrify the freaking hell out of everyone. Yeah, and there is a distinction, isn't there? Because I'm very, very careful. Um, I don't know whether what I just, the question I asked you is true or not, but I can see lots of evidence pointing to those questions. And that's the important thing. We're just asking questions based upon what we see around us. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you know, did 9-11 happen and all of those kind of things. And but you're James, absolutely but James, right. We, we, yeah. we should be allowed to make mistakes as well. <laughs> Yeah. No yeah. one is free of making mistakes. Anyone who says you know it's, you should live your life and never ever say the wrong thing or do, uh, seriously, who does that? Who is capable of that? Every single time someone trips up, not that I'm saying you've tripped up or I've tripped up, but this culture, this idea that actually the moment you get something wrong, that's it, you need to be cancelled. That in itself is ridiculous. Well, it's actually topsy-turvy because um, I remember having this discussion with my dad many years ago about pol politics. Um, you make a mistake in politics and then, you know, you have to step down and it's like, oh, you know, that's it. Your career's over. Actually, do you know what? Um, who learns Who learns um, when you, everything goes right all the time? You don't. Mm. That's the point, mm. isn't it? You don't. When everything just goes fine and, and nothing happens, you don't actually learn anything. Um, the, the wisest people in the world, I believe, are the people that have they've experimented. They've 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 tried ideas. They've used their imagination. Sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't as well. And you learn an awful lot, probably most of what you take forward from where mm. things go wrong. Um Right. We've, we've got a couple of minutes um, left, so I won't introduce a new subject. But so let's st stay on um, Israel, Palestine. What do you think of those who say that Israel has the right to defend itself? Yeah, I think every state and people has the right to defend itself. Can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> and, and do you think that's what Israel is doing at the moment? Um, in, in That's in, a different in, um, question. Gaza? That's a different question. I, I don't know. I you know, again, we, we don't know the full facts, but what from what I can see, there's a massive disproportionate use of force. And from what I can see is there was no urgency because, you know, the the damage has been done. We don't know how much of it was done, you know, with Israel using helicopters to shoot their own people, because there's a shoot first policy and then see later. And um, we don't know how much it was from the terrorists, but you know, people people died. We know that. And that's terrible. Then hostages were taken. But immediately that that there's no rush now. You can take your time and pause. And I think that's what Israel should have done. It's not looking good for them the way they've reacted. Yeah. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Doc Malik, I love you to bits. Ahmed, I think you're absolutely brilliant. And thank you, thank you. Um, like I say, to all of my guests who put their head up above the parapet and suffered consequences as a, as a result. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Please don't stop doing what you're doing, Ahmed. Right, okay, to the rest of you, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned with us right here 
on TNT Radio 